Right now, we're seeing the biggest changes in SEO in well over a decade. And in today's podcast episode, I'm not going to talk you through how to survive this next phase. I'm going to talk you through how to thrive. There are still loads of ways that you can rank in Google. And actually, we're going to see some big land grab opportunities over the next year if you can add a few little tweaks to your strategy. So we're going to cover what these changes are. And then we're going to talk through exactly how you need to plan for these and the things that you might need to change in what you're doing over the next year to absolutely nail your SEO and generate some amazing results. Let's go. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Tim Cameron Kitchen. I'm the founder of Exposure Ninja, which is a digital marketing agency. We help our clients generate more leads and sales online, including through SEO and content marketing. In fact, getting to the top of Google is uh, the first thing I ever did for a client and it completely changed her life and we've been doing it ever since. So today we're going to talk about the changes that are coming into the world of SEO. And like I said in the intro, we're seeing the period of the most change that I've ever seen in SEO. This is quite a profound point in time for digital marketers. And a lot of this is because of AI, but not all of it is because of AI. So let's first talk about what's changing. And then we're going to talk about how to plan for this and what you need to change and what you need to do in order to respond to this stuff. So the first thing that's obviously changing is AI and SEO, particularly Google's new SGE search engine, search generative experience. If you've been listening to the podcast or watching our videos on the Exposure Ninja YouTube channel for a while, you'll know what SGE is. But for those who don't, SGE is a new sort of generation of Google search engine where it uses generative AI, a bit like ChatGPT inside the search results. So you type a search, and it generates an answer for you inside the search results. Now, there are some links to websites, but this is quite a fundamental shift for Google because it's not necessarily looking to immediately send people through to a website. It's actually looking to answer the searcher's question in the search results itself and then provide websites that people can go through and uh, learn more information. So this is quite a profound change. And one of the main reasons this is a profound change is because for a lot of SGE searches or searches where SGE is being triggered, there aren't actually very many websites visible above the fold. So when you search, there aren't like loads of websites being listed. SGE tends to show three websites open in a carousel window at the top, which you can click on. But other than that, there aren't any other websites that are immediately visible. So as SEOs and as digital marketers that want to use SEO to uh, increase the volume of traffic and conversions that we're generating for the websites that we're working on, we need to make sure that we are one of the websites showing up in that section. Super, super important. Um, now, we've covered in other videos some of the ranking factors behind that. And we've got a whole webinar on uh, SG, which you can go and have a look at on our YouTube channel if you just search for Exposed. Ninja SGE, um, then you will see the whole thing. It's like an hour long. So I'm not going to go into that in loads of detail. But this is a big shift um, in SGE. And we found that if your website content is ranking well in regular Google organic results, then you have a much better chance of ranking in SGE results. Although just because you're ranking well in organic doesn't mean that you will pick up SGE results, if that makes sense. So it's good to be ranking. You do get a better chance if you're ranking organically uh, of, of being shown in that SGE panel, but it's not a guarantee. You need to make some changes to the content on your page in order to optimize it for SGE. Let me just talk you through um, uh, an example of, of 
of how SG is working. So I'm looking at a search here, which uh, the search I've run is, um, what is a USDA loan? And um, we've got this massive SG answer at the top. At the moment, I can see three websites being linked in the top right-hand corner. And then we've got this big sort of generative AI answer. There's a picture that's been taken from a website. We've got some suggested follow-up questions that we can ask the AI. And then we've got some, you know, the regular Google organic results. Now, I think what's really interesting and really exciting for marketers about SGE is the website that is ranking top of Google for what is a USDA loan, which by the way, is a type of mortgage in the States that um, is guaranteed by the United States Department of Agriculture. So it's like a rural mortgage. But the thing that's really interesting about this for me is if I'm selling something related to USDA loans, the websites linked in the SGE answer are not the top websites linked in the regular organic results. In particular, in the regular organic results, we have the United States Department of Agriculture, USDA, that is linking position one, and it's also linking position three, but it is not linked to in the SGE answers. So if you're competing in searches where you've got really high authority, very well established sites that tend to dominate the organic results, SGE can be a chance to outrank them, just completely leapfrog them altogether, get your website linked in SGE and, you know, the United States Department of Agriculture, which, you know, you could say has the ultimate authority on this topic, given that it's actually the thing that's being asked about, it's not being linked to in SGE at all. Now we're expecting SGE to change and continue evolving, but I think this just demonstrates that this is a huge land grab opportunity and the businesses that embrace this and get themselves ranking in SGE results could see some really big wins over the next year. All right, the next thing that we're noticing and the next thing that we expect to continue into 2024 is more short content ranking. Okay, now historically, the aim of the game in SEO has been to produce the most detailed, long-form content that you possibly can, answering every possible question and sub-question about that topic. You know, the ultimate guide, and we produce the ultimate guide to every topic. Now, there are plenty of searches where that ultimate guide thing is absolutely working, and it's still, you know, really, really dominant. But increasingly, we're seeing shorter-form content also start to rank. And this is another thing that you'll notice in SGE, is it's not always really long pieces that rank. Often it's very tailored, very specific pieces that are ranking and we're expecting this to continue into the next year. So um, a, a bit of sort of history on this. It used to be that content of any length could rank and then Google started rewarding longer form content. Then it brought in featured snippets, which are when it takes a sort of snippet of a website out and uh, shows it directly in search results. And then a lot of us started optimizing content to be featured snippetable, if you like. So contain short summaries. And it seems that Google has now realized that actually some questions just, they don't need a long answer. They need a short answer. There's been a lot of coverage around recent Google updates Updates, uh, in the helpful content updates and the October and November updates around, you know, recipe sites. Well, typically when you search for a recipe, what happens is let's say that you're searching for a, you know, a, a banana pancake recipe. You click on a website that's being ranked on Google for banana pancake recipe, and it starts with, 
you know, what's the history of the banana? What's the history of the pancake? How does all of this work? Uh, when have people, when do people start eating banana pancakes and what types of different banana pancakes? And after you've been scrolling for half an hour, eventually you get to the banana pancake recipe. And it's like Google is maybe realizing that that isn't the optimal way of satisfying users. All of that has happened because search engine optimizers have realized that, well, if we do that, then we tend to get better ranking. If we keep someone on the page longer, we get better ranking. But actually it's, it looks like Google is starting to recognize that if you search for banana pancake recipe, you may just want a banana pancake recipe. <laughs> okay, so I'm looking at a search here. I'm looking at a few websites which have ranked for um, country or rural mortgages, right? Rural mortgages is quite a commercial search term. And what we would expect to rank for this page is maybe a, a sort of mid to long page, we'd expect a sort of mid to long page to rank for this. And we're getting some of those. So we've got some here, which are, I don't know, probably 15, 2000 words. But we've also got some we've got one which doesn't actually have any long paragraphs at all. It's just two sets of bullet points. And the whole thing is visible in, you know, six inches of, of screen space. This is the type of content that we'd never normally see ranking maybe a year or two ago. But increasingly, we're starting to see this sort of thing rank. Again, we're going to talk about how to prepare for this in the second part of the podcast. But that's the other thing that we're seeing uh, increasing. Next thing that we're seeing, Google Perspectives. Now, Google Perspectives is another one of Google's sort of test features. But unlike SGE, which is only visible to people who have signed up for it using labs, Google Perspectives is already out there in the wild. Like Google Perspectives is already released. It just doesn't get much coverage at all, which is wild considering how potentially profound it is. So Google Perspectives, let me just, in fact, let me just talk you through a demo. So firstly, in order to see Google Perspectives, you have to be uh, using a US VPN or based in the US, you have to be using the Google app or Google Chrome, and you have to be searching for something where people might want a perspective. So I've just searched for Peloton Rower. And you know, when you get the regular search page, so I've got the shopping ads at the top, and then I've got uh, some organic listings, I've got some people also ask questions, I've got uh, some products, I've got some videos being ranked here, I've got related questions, all that type of stuff. But right at the top of the page where you get the filters, okay, so the filters are things like, you know, you see shopping or image or videos, and you can click on different filters to see different types of search results. Well, one of these filters is perspectives. And if you tap perspectives, remember, you have to be doing this on mobile at the moment, it's not visible on desktop, you get um, basically user generated content. So I'm seeing YouTube shorts, I'm seeing some YouTube longs, I'm seeing Reddit results, I'm seeing TikTok results, I'm seeing some Quora questions, and it's all user generated content. So I've searched for Peloton Rower, I'm seeing Peloton Rower reviews, why I've bought it on Reddit. I've, I'm seeing a long video with a sort of professional type rower reviewing it. I'm seeing someone talking about how the Peloton Row classes are coming to the app or whatever. More Reddit, more Reddit, more YouTube, more YouTube, more TikToks, all that type of stuff. And this is a new feature. Now, what you'll also notice is that if you search for some things like, let's say Peloton Rower reviews, if you just go to the regular organic results, as well as seeing sort of regular results, you'll also see a little section saying discussions and forums. And this is basically the same thing as the perspective stuff, but inside the search results, inside regular search results. So even if you don't tap the perspectives filter, and that can often be how Google starts to roll these things out. So it starts as a filter, and then it eventually starts to build in those search results into 
the regular search results page for searches where it sees that perspectives are most relevant. Similar to how if you search for things like, I don't know, Exposure Ninja logo, you're going to get some web results, but you're also going to get images directly in the search results because Google realizes that images, you know, a lot of people will search for an image filter for something like that type of search. So it just shows those images straight in the search results. And we're starting to see that with perspectives too. So this is absolutely key. It's a really fundamental shift because here Google is actually rewarding individual perspectives over, you know, the tech crunch of the world who would write the detailed Peloton rower or the rower magazine who would write the detailed review of it. They're just going straight to individual users to see what they think of it instead. So quite profound and something that all of us, whether we're SEOs or, or you know, more broadly marketers are going to have to get to grips with. I also think that this is a little bit of a hedge against SGE, because if you spend a lot of time reviewing SGE, SGE results, they do to feel a bit sort of bland and a bit generic. And there are lots of people who really prefer to sort of aggregate individual perspectives instead of going to something which has already sort of aggregated all the perspectives on the internet and presents you a very logical conclusion and a logical well-referenced answer. Some people just want to dig through the mountains of, you know, first-person perspectives. And I think those people are going to get a really well-received perspective. That's why a lot of people, particularly younger generation, go straight to, say, TikTok or YouTube for this content because they're looking for individual perspectives. So this is going to be a very exciting opportunity, a bit like SGE. A lot of the content that we're seeing ranking in perspectives is not big budget. It doesn't have to be fancy. It's not super well produced. Some of it doesn't have massive numbers of reviews. We're going to be sharing more information on how to rank on perspectives um, later on this year or early next year. Uh, but this is going to be a really big thing that we as marketers have to get behind if it's relevant for our search. Okay, so those are the big three shifts that we're seeing. AI and SGE, um, we're seeing uh, some shorter form and different types of content ranking and Google perspectives. So how do you plan for all of these things? It's great to know that these are coming, but what do you actually do? Well, let's start with handling SGE. What do you do with this? Well, the first thing I would suggest is if you can sign up with Google Search Labs so you can get access to SGE. Just Google, Google Search Labs. You have to be using a US VPN so that when you sign up for Search Labs, it actually gives you the option to sign up for the SGE lab. And then once you've done that, you need to be using the Google Chrome browser. Some people, when they're using Google Chrome, using a VPN, still can't see the SGE results. In that case, we found uh, use an incognito window, but sign in to the same account that you have your SGE Search Labs account set up with, and then you'll be able to see it. Okay, hopefully that makes sense. If you have any trouble, drop us a message on, on social media or come to one of the podcast lives on uh, Tuesdays on our YouTube channel and ask us there and we can explain exactly how to do it. So once you've done that, once you're actually seeing SG, I would suggest having a play with it. So spend some time getting to grips with it, observing which searches it's showing up for in your space. So understanding which searches are triggering an SG result. Also having a look at the sites that are ranking, the pages that are ranking, and which snippets on those pages are ranking. And the goal here is just to absorb as much information about this as you possibly can so that you can build up a bit of feel for SGE because it is still fairly uh, new. It's very in flux. Remember, this isn't a released product yet. We're optimizing for something which Google has said is the future of their search, but isn't actually released to the public yet. And the next thing that you're going to want to do is run some tests. This is what we're doing for clients where we're running some tests to get them ranking in SGE. We're doing this on a select few pages for a select 
few search terms at the moment because that will then show us what we need to do to each particular site in order to get it ranking. Then when Google gives us a timeline for rolling out SG into the main search results, we know, okay, well, we've already got our game plan for this site, so now we just need to roll that out across the whole website. The reason that we're not doing this initially across the whole website is because SG may change between now and when it's released. And what we don't want to do is have to go and pull back and undo a whole bunch of work that we've done. So I'd suggest testing it with a few pages, satisfying yourself that you can get SG ranking. Um, and then as soon as we get any hint that SG is rolling out, we get any sort of uh, indication that Google is testing it in different territories, then you know you can go all in with it. We've been getting some amazing results from our SG experiments, by the way. Um, so if you'd like us to take a look at how your website is doing in SGE, request a free website and marketing review from ExposureNinja.com forward slash review. That's ExposureNinja.com forward slash review. And we can give you some feedback on that and discuss SGE if you're interested in it. Okay, now let's talk about the plan for shorter content. What we don't want to do here is completely panic and turn all of your ultimate guides into two paragraph little snippet guides. That's not appropriate at all. I think the best thing to do as always when you're planning content is don't panic. And if an ultimate guide, if a long detailed piece of information is required to satisfy the user's search, then continue to do that. If the user's search can be satisfied by a shorter piece, then absolutely that's fine as well. So let's talk about, you know, what is a USDA loan? If we are writing content for that, we don't need to go into the history of what the USDA is, what its remit is, um, who funds it and all that type of stuff. People want probably they want a definition and then they might want some information about who's eligible. They might want some tips on how to get a USDA loan. They might want to know what the advantages or disadvantages are of using a broker versus going direct, you know, those types of things. So make it relevant. Think about the user journey and plan your content based on that, right? Don't plan your content based on what Google says that or Google only rewards 2000 word articles. So I need to write this massive tome on USDA mortgages. You might not need to do that at all. So write based on exactly what the customer needs and what the customer should want. But also have a look at what Google is already rewarding in the search results. If you see shorter content ranking, then great, you know that taking a shorter content approach could work. If you see that it is all long content ranking, then that might give you pause because what you don't want to do is try and outrank the ultimate guide if Google has decided and looked at user metrics, which say people need all of that detailed information, and they're really valuing that you don't want to then go with a sort of featured snippet site article only to find that Google doesn't really reward that because it knows that people want longer information for that type of search. Okay, so I hope that makes sense. So start from your target customer, but just check that Google is rewarding the approach that you're thinking of taking in the search results. All right, now what about Google perspectives? Now there's a few different ways that you can rank in perspectives. Um, of course, start by checking your competition. So start by playing with this and seeing what sort of searches are triggering the perspectives filter in your market. Have a look at the types of content that is ranking. Is it from people who've reviewed the product? Is it from the brand itself? I don't see many searches where the perspectives filter is bringing up branded content. Most of it is outside perspectives, which is kind of interesting and, and sort of what it's all about. That may change as people start trying to tweak and optimize for the perspectives ranking factors. Um, but have a look and see, is it demo videos that, uh, that are coming up? Is it written testimonials? Is it discussions in forums? Are the same questions coming up over and over again? Now, of course, this exercise isn't only useful to inform your own perspectives content, but it's also going to help 
with your website's Q&A. It's going to help with the content that you're producing, whether it's videos or written stuff. It's also going to help with your positioning and how you position your brand against competitors. Because if you're seeing that, you know, let's say that you're searching for competitor review and you're reviewing all the perspective stuff and you see that people are coming up with the same problems, the same objections over and over again, you know that you can position against that in your product pages or in your marketing material in order to resonate with an audience that maybe is sick of the alternatives. So this is it's, it's a really useful competitor analysis tool as well as a search engine optimization tool. Of course, we need to get your customers talking about you and your products and reviewing your products and services so that they can get ranked in perspectives. So if you can, encourage your customers to create review content by offering rewards potentially, so discounts, vouchers, points, membership schemes, that type of thing. This is a basically free version of getting some user-generated content out there, and it will come from genuine customers. Next thing I would suggest doing, have a look and see if people are asking questions about your products on Quora, Reddit, you know, these type of question and answer or forum sites that tend to rank in perspectives. To be honest, most of the time, it's just Reddit that's ranking in perspectives, okay? There is a bit of Quora, but mainly it seems to be Reddit. So have a look, see if people are asking those questions and also see if those questions are ranking in the perspectives tab. If they are, then go in and answer any of them in a sort of a legit and honest way as you possibly can. If you go into Reddit trying to defend your product against people who are hating on you and you get really aggressive, that whole thing is just going to go really badly, okay? So you need to obey the rules of Reddit, you need to obey the rules of Quora and you need to act like a decent person if you're going to come across properly, because you're not going to be able to, you know, manage the fallout if that goes bad. And the last thing that you want is when somebody searches for your brand name, hits the perspectives tab, they see you going off on one in this big war against your customers on Reddit in public that, you know, that that's, that's not a good look at all. So you need to be decent, but answer any questions that people have and, you know, sort of be nice about it all. The other thing that you might want to do is work with some content creators that create content for social media and perspectives. So we've talked about this a bit before with companies like Adobe and Figma, where they have designer advocates. And these are basically full time salary positions, yours doesn't have to be full time salary, but these are content creators that are paid to create information about Adobe or Figma, they're paid to create tutorials about these products, then Adobe or Figma can share that on their own social channels. And it looks like UGC and it is UGC it is user generated content. So you might want to consider something like that as a bit of a, a program that you can run to get more of this type of information at scale. But also have a look at who's already tagging you, who's already featuring you, who's already mentioning you on social media to see if they have a good audience that responded well to the post that you're tagged in and potentially work with them on producing some you know videos that, that showcase your product. If you have a tool like um, Influencer Analytics, which is a SEMrush product, uh, which you can get a free trial of at thankyouninjas.com, that can also be a great way of finding new influencers to work with. So okay, to recap, then the three big changes, SGE is going to be a huge change to, SG, uh, to SEO. And you can start preparing with for it now. Have a play, sign up, see what it what sort of searches are bringing up SGE results and test on your website to see what you can do to get your website ranking in the SGE results. Come to Exposure Ninja if you need any help with that. The second thing um, is the length of your content when you're producing new content 
just think how long does this thing actually need to be go to the search results check that your uh, your assessment is being rewarded by Google and if so don't worry too much about producing the longest possible guide that you can anymore because Google isn't always rewarding that and then the third thing explore Google perspectives and if it's relevant to your business and your products find ways to get more user generated content take part in online discussions make sure you're being present on sites like Reddit and Quora where those sort of searches are coming up hope you found this look into 2024 SEO useful I'm super excited anytime that there's a bit of chaos and things are mixed up a bit I think it's a really great opportunity for businesses who want to be a little bit more aggressive and acquire some new customers so I think it's going to be a fantastic year for businesses that embrace this it could also be an absolutely horrible year for businesses that do not embrace this you know some of the predictions about SGE see sites losing potentially 95% of their organic traffic if Google rolls this out at scale so that would obviously be horrible but it's only going to be horrible if you're not embracing this and using this type of thing so either way it's going to be interesting it's going to be fun let's do this until next time see you soon